0: Good morning, Rise in Freedom. I'm Austin Peterson. I'm back, baby. Welcome back to the Wake Up America show. you guys glad to see me? Got a bunch of text messages on Wednesday. What are you at, Austin? What's going on? No show today? Come on. You gotta watch the show every day so then you know what's gonna happen with the future schedule. I mean, we are usually Monday through Friday, but I took a few days off. Went out to San Francisco, California, or as I like to call it, San Francisco. had a good time there joining us live in studio on set i just teased it out camelia peterson joining us live right now what's up cj
1: morning
0: glad to have you here what you doing here in jefferson city
1: had to bring the boys back home from their their vacation
0: yes (laughs) thank you for taking care of the pups i appreciate that very much we appreciate camelia for looking out for uh, George and Calvin. So thank you for that, Camellia. And then there's like this filibuster happening here. And
1: well, yeah, shout out for those who don't know, we are just down the street from the Missouri Capitol. Mm-hmm. And shout out to our senators who have been in a filibuster. I think we're going on 12 hours or more now. And uh, do we know what it's about anymore? Not really. What it's really about is a power struggle, but you know.
0: Right. They're reading bedtime stories. They're they're goofing off. They're you know doing anything but their jobs over there. This uh, is what we're used to here. We've got a lot to talk about, though, because we've got a job to do, spreading economic freedom and personal liberty here. Don't forget to click that like button and subscribe to the channel if it's your first time watching us today. Uh, ben Shapiro, rap star. I mean.
1: <laughs> this timeline we live in, man.
0: Yeah. Number one on iTunes gets a big shout out. Uh, congratulations from rapper Nicki Minaj. Like what?
1: I saw that. Yeah. Like, wow.
0: What is going on in the world? I go away for a few days and everything just turns over. Apparently, we're going to war with Iran. I'm seeing all kinds of news. It's, I mean, I couldn't keep up with it, so I just tried to stay away from it. But, yeah,
1: this. Well, I mean, you have all of these um, uh, legislators out there saying, congressmen out there saying, you know, basically bomb, 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 bomb Iran or something. You know?
0: Yes, yes. Somebody, I, I was getting a little bit of an inside scoop about what goes on uh, when Donald Trump goes to play golf with Lindsey Graham and Rand Paul. Apparently, Donald Trump likes to bully Lindsey Graham when they're out on the golf course. And Rand really enjoys this because uh, Trump's like, so who should we bomb today, Lindsey?
2: <laughs>
0: That's hilarious. Yeah, we had a good time, though, in California and got to see our family and friends. And, you know, went to Chinatown, had some exotic. I had the hot pot, which mm-hmm. was the combination hot pot in there. Like, I'm pretty sure there was like frogs and like pig anus and all kinds of weird stuff. It was like, ugh. But was it good? Yeah, it was good. I like it. You know, I had the tofu and chicken and shrimp and all this like regular normal stuff. But it's like, you know, it's just a bowl of, of, of heat, of fire and flames and weird meats. You know, <laughs> I like the weird meats. Okay. Yeah. It was, it's good stuff. JJ forty eight eighty four says, "What's with the Fred outfit, AP?" J. <laughs> well, you know it's good. I looked
1: and I was like, hey, "We're a little dressy day."
0: Yeah. Did you notice? Uh, did you notice the outfit? Yeah. So Fred from what Scooby Doo is that what it is? You know. Hey gang. <laughs> yes. No. Sometimes I, look to, I like to look at this.
1: Little preppy. He
0: looks like Fred from Scooby Doo. <laughs> Great for those who are going to be listening to the audio version of this later. Uh, you'll be like, What the hell? So, make sure that you tune in live and join us Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time, because we've got a lot to do. Uh, somebody says, Let's go ascotting. Yes, I should get an ascot. You know? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about Ben Shapiro hitting the charts number one and Taylor Swift. Psyop, apparently, this, is, uh, according to some conspiracy theorists online, Taylor Swift is a Pentagon asset, which I think most hey, people actually- knew all along. Well, we all knew she was going to take over the world eventually. Yes. Well, we see we run out of uh, satanic panic juice. So right. we've got to do Taylor Swift <laughs> says to people, her followers should vote Democrat. So she is in league with the devil. Yeah. Therefore, you know, Saya Mind control through her music. Exactly. Uh, I've got some uh, some brain bleach, though, for those who might be hearing uh, the Ben Shapiro rap this morning. I've got another song to play for you all. I've got lots of surprises today that Camilla, you don't even know, actually. Uh-huh. Yes. For those of you who are tuning in now and who, and who are here with us bright and early, we're going to do a new little fun game on the Wake Up America show that we're going to play. Oh, boy. Yes. But like a coin-operated video game, in order to play, you must pay. So if we can raise $50 today. Do we do pay to play? We do. We do pay to play. Yes. We're in the free market. We're capitalists. Okay. So I have a little surprise for the audience today. And if we raise $50 by the end of the show, I will unleash the eagle. Ooh. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, is that, is that? Is, I'm
1: not sure what to think about that. That sounds like intriguing and maybe also a little disturbing.
0: <laughs> so just FYI, for those who are tuning in today and who would like to enjoy seeing the eagle, then uh if we raise $50 in Rumble Rants today, I will unleash the eagle. And we'll do this um, on a daily basis for those, a way to help us to, um well, you'll have to see what it is. I don't want to tease it because by, by the time... You you know, t- it'll be new every time we do it, but today is the Eagle. So if we okay. raise enough rumble rants today, we will unleash the Eagle. So it'll be, be great. Be. All right. Sounds fun. Quest Fanning, I have to give a special shout out and a thanks. I we'll get to the news in just a second here because like, we got a lot of housekeeping to do. I've been away for a few days. I read in entirety the book he got me, Be Prepared, The New Dad's Guide to Parenting. And I got to say, it was awesome. It was a huge hit. Thank you, Quest. I read the whole thing on the trip. And I was actually reading it out loud to my family in San Francisco. And the the, the ladies loved it. Because it's it's <laughs> like practical advice for dads and like how to take care of your baby. But uh, And Stephanie was reading it with me. And she was laughing because it's like the first thing they do is teach you like little like parlor tricks that you can play with your baby. Right? <laughs> so like when people come over, party tricks, you know, yeah. people come over and it's like, you could show your baby what the baby can do and it's like little like reflex games, you know? So you like
1: <laughs> it's sounding like showing like the tricks your dog has learned. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's kinda like that, right? So like you get to hold up the baby and then like you just hold it so its feet are getting ready to touch the ground and it does a little stomp, 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 right? It's like kicking and stuff and other little things that you can put like your finger on its cheek and tickle it and then it'll like turn and sh-
1: Yes, that that rooting instinct,
0: the rooting instinct, yes. exactly. Yes. So we're gonna we're gonna uh, uh, talk about these things, of course, as we head towards me becoming a father. And oh God, six months, Jesus, sneaking up on me. Gonna fly by. A thank you to Quest Fanning for the book because I was reading out, it out loud to all the ladies and on that side of the family, and they were laughing and having a good time and telling me all about how miserable my life's going to be, which I actually disagree. I think because they said that's like seventy three percent. Or seventy-eight percent—I don't know what the number was—seventy-something percent of people of couples report that their baby doesn't sleep through the night and that it keeps them up, and that it's a real miserable pain in the, you know, what, and like in the first like six months. But then there's like 27% who get lucky and their baby just like normally yeah. sleeps. And I, I think we're going to be that. Maybe
1: baby. so. But I will tell you this. Um, there is something about those first few months. You think you could not operate on that little sleep, but there's just extra adrenaline. I think this is just part of the parenting thing that kicks in. hmm just you have that extra adrenaline, adrenaline. New
0: baby say. adrenaline, it's like right, and yes. so it
1: helps you out through this.
0: Okay, good. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I think I probably will be very excited because I'm very enthusiastic, as my friend Heather mm-hmm. Coyle says. Uh, Ur's mommy, she dropped twenty dollars in the tip jar. She wants to see the eagle. She says she missed what was said, but here's some money. (laughs) Uh, Yes. FYI, if we raise 30 more dollars by the end of the stream, then I will unleash the eagle on the Wake Up America show today. And you'll have to just wait and see what that is. So Taylor Swift, is she a PSYOP Uh, answer? Yes. Confirmed. Pentagon comes out this morning and says Department of Defense. Confirmed psyop she was the reason why you know the the united states is being taken over by chinese communists
1: wasn't this like a training video or some
0: hypothetical no no, or com- no, like- no. Yeah. and no uh, no it's legit Confirmed. completely confirmed by infowars.com also confirmed confirmed yes. anyways we'll talk about that in a little bit uh at eight o'clock this morning make politicians duel again so the Missouri House of Representatives, the Missouri Senate this year, it's always a, a total crap show anyway, but this year it's been especially craptastic because it's an election year, uh, and so there's a big filibuster going on behind us. Nobody cares. But there's apparently this national news story that breaks while I'm away in San Fran, Kukistan, and I'm, I'm wondering what in the hell is going on? How could things possibly get any worse and like international news outlets are reporting what's happening in Missouri. Bring back dueling again. I say yes. <laughs>
1: uh, it's so funny what they were reporting is
0: actual news. But. Okay. What's the story? What is this?
1: So Senator Nick Schroer, um, you know, with all of the brouhaha that's been going on in the Senate um, between two different kind of warring factions within the Republican caucus. Um, as a joke, he typed up a, a motion to bring back dueling. And I mean, it was very thorough, laid it all out and everything. And so he posted that on social media And people seized on that, especially people on the left seized on that and ran with it
0: like it was real. I say do it. Bring back dueling again. I'd love to see it. Wouldn't you? If so, click like and subscribe to the channel and we'll keep following it because there's you know what? There's a lot. of. Aaron Burr was right. You know, Aaron Burr had a good point. Aaron Burr made a lot of good points. I'm not going to lie.
1: It, I mean, I'm pretty sure that the wording of it was that it would take place in the well of the Senate. I'm not really sure how that would work, you know, inside. Okay.
0: Okay. But here's the thing, and I'll compromise on this, right? They're not going to be using AR-15s or anything like that. They have to use the old dueling pistols. Oh, okay. That's how it should be. Okay. Right. And they get one shot. And the thing is, yeah. is like those those fam- those old pistols are famous, you know, they're they're smooth bore, so they're not rifled and they're not going to be able to be that accurate. So most of the time, people didn't get killed in those duels, right? It was terrifying, but usually you stand to the side so that they can't hit you, right? And it goes, usually the ball would go by, and it was just a matter of honor, right? You'd stood your ground against your detractors. I'm trying
1: to remember the story, but there is um, there is a famous story in Missouri. There was, I think, I can't remember what the island was called, Murder Island. I don't know. Anyway, over by St. Louis. Um, it's not there anymore, I think, because the river changed. But that's where they used to duel, Mm. And there were some pretty famous duels there. So That's it's awesome. Know, not the first time it's happened. It okay.
0: Well, we are going to talk about that today, and we'll get to that around 8 a.m. this morning. Uh, we got some oh. sad news here. The onion dip was literally filling out the super chat for 50 bucks until we made fun of Infowars. Uh oh. We make fun of everybody. <laughs> Okay. No one is safe from being made fun of here on the Wake of America show. So if you're offended by things, I'm like getting made. Ma-
1: it was the Onion. Oh, wait. No, the, the Onion did. No, no. I was just when you said the Onion. I
0: was thinking yeah. maybe it was the Onion and not Infowars. No, 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 no. Sorry. So anyways, if, if uh, being offended over us making fun of people is your is uh, your thing, then we're probably not the right show for you. Onion right? Come on, Onion dip. What are you trying to do? You want us to unleash the eagle. Come on. You know you do. Don't you want to see me unleash it? <laughs> All right. And then we've got lots more to do. Uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. running for the Libertarian Party nomination, maybe? No! God, please, no! A collective wailing and gnashing of teeth on the Internet uh, this week. Of course, again, when I go away, all the news happens. But Robert F. Kennedy Jr. flirting with the idea of running for the Libertarian Party president.
1: If he decided to, would they let him?
0: If they let him, right. That's the question is, is, if, is he a real libertarian? Mm. Let me just tell you something. When it comes to money and power and fame, libertarians don't really give a shit. They, they only care if, they, if you got nothing for them, right, if, if you're a real libertarian, right? Uh, do I think that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. can win the Libertarian Party's nomination? absolutely yes Yes, absolutely i do and uh i which is sad for our buddy josh and for like you know there's some good guys over there still right who are running for the lp nod and they'd be better off to run a principled libertarian who can bring people to the ideas of liberty and josh knows that that's what it is but robert f kennedy's jr is going to come out and flim flam and be like we're gonna stop we're gonna win and we're gonna stop donald trump and we're gonna here's that making fun of people we're gonna stop donald trump and we're gonna can you imagine the president sounded like that?
2: It is like, like, don't invade Ukraine! Oh my gosh.
1: Like, I know that that I mean, that's that's a condition that he's had for a long time. I know he can't help that, but it is kind of difficult to listen to. It's hard to imagine like a State of the Union address. Yes, like we oh but we could go back to maybe that would be what would prompt going back to just a letter to the to congress instead of having to yeah, yes
0: restate the union let's go back to didn't thomas jefferson do that he do, he wouldn't appear in con in front of congress for so. the- yes all right we do have to say thank you to jj 4884 Dropping $10 in chip jar. You guys want to see us unleash the eagle today. Yeah, for those who don't know who are just tuning in, if we raise $50 today in the rumble chat, I will unleash the eagle. It's a new game that we're going to play here on the Wake Up America show. JJ4884 says, Taylor Swift pulled a Pete Rose and paid the NFL for access to the halftime show. Also, Travis Kelsey is Mr. Pfizer. I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I <laughs> mean, you know, I'm just, I've been over here for a few days now saying, like, you know, she should be doing the halftime show. Yes. Right. She yeah. is the halftime show.
0: Yes. Right. Uh, the, the Onion Diff says, join your local Proud Boys chapter today and drop $20 in the tip jar, which means it's time to unleash the, the, the eagle. soon already? Bald Eagle become America's national bird. The Bald Eagle landed on the Great Seal of the United States in 1782, becoming a national symbol. After the Declaration of Independence, Franklin, Jefferson, and Adams failed to design an approved seal. Charles Thompson synthesized designs highlighting the eagle, a symbol of strength since Roman times. The original white eagle was replaced with an American bald eagle by Thompson's recommendation in 1782. Despite myths, Franklin's opposition to the bald eagle over the turkey is unsupported by evidence. The bald eagle faced extinction due to habitat destruction hunting and ddt contamination dwindling to 400 pairs by the 1960s federal protections and ddt regulations helped recover the population removing the bald eagle from the endangered list in 2007 and welcome back to the wake up america show hope you guys enjoyed that little 60 second history lesson and how the bald eagle became the national symbol of the United States. And a lot of people think it that uh there's this famous rumor and it's compounded by 1776 the musical that it was going to be the turkey, the turkey by Ben Franklin, but it's actually a myth. Oh. It's a national myth that he really that he tried to push that. Like he he did register his disapproval of the eagle becoming the national symbol because he said there were scavengers but, it, you know, Thomas Jefferson and Benjamin Franklin and John Adams did not sing a song at Philadelphia Hall about the eagle or the turkey or the dove. Right. So that was all made up. It was it was musical theater. Dang it. I
1: wonder if there were any other options that were presented. I don't really know. I've not ever heard that. It'd be interesting to know what other ideas mm-hmm.
0: were. Yeah. Yep. Thank you, Onion Dip. We appreciate you, brother. Thanks to Quest Fanning, who dropped five bucks in as well and said Trump RFK ticket. Could you see that happening, Camelia?
1: I don't know. <laughs> maybe I kind of doubt it. But mm-hmm. The thing is, is that Trump needs that moderate vote, so maybe.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's like when people are saying, "Could he choose Nikki Haley?" No! You know. Oh God. Yeah. He, if he, if maybe. I think, yeah, if he thought that that is what would take, it would take for him to win. If, if that was the only thing you could do to win, you'd be stupid not to, right? Why run for president of the United States, spend all this money, and he's got to do it to save his his skin because. You know, he needs to pardon himself, right?
1: It backfire though, because a lot of his base would be really mad. They do like what he base says. would
0: be really mad. Don't do what you're being told, all right? You go to the polls and you vote, right? If you're part of the MAGA base, then you're gonna vote for him, come hell or high water, right? It's the other it's like more but here's the thing. When I was in California talking to some of these people, some of them were Trumpers, right? And they're like, I wish he'd pick Nikki Haley as his VP and stuff like that. You know, because if you're in California and you're voting for Trump, the only way to probably like not get killed. Is yeah. to say, you know, oh, well, uh, you know, Nikki Haley would be good as VP, which, you know, if that means that he would win, you know, he might do it.
1: It would be interesting.
0: Yeah. But Ur's mommy says he hates her. When I say hate, it's in all caps hate. Yeah. He hates a lot of people until he loves them. Right. Remember, we, remember when he hated. Remember when That's he hated. The thing. Yeah, remember when he hated Vivek Ramaswamy for a whole two day, 48 hours. He hated Vivek right. and, until he's on stage with him, like clapping him on the back and saying, I will never Hello, Central Bank Digital Currencies in this country. Thank you to Vivek. 48 hours ago, you were not MAGA. You are now MAGA, right? That's how easy it is to get a MAGA card. Anyways. Uh, Will Run Riot says, doves are kind of weak and turkeys are food. Ur's mommy says, never Nikki, but she spelled it N-I-C-K-I. So we're talking about Nicki Minaj. Minaj. Nicki Minaj. All right. So you didn't watch the Ben Shapiro music video at all? What's the deal?
1: watched of it, like i got through part of ben's part
0: and i was like god i can't okay so we're, we're not gonna watch the whole thing obviously but uh i i actually think it was pretty good so the message is you know i don't care if i offend you let's take a listen
3: this
0: is, the, this is the number one song on itunes by the way oh, right yeah. now the
3: whole freaking world y'all yeah, right I'm not ashamed because I'm white. If every Caucasian's a bigot, I guess every Muslim's a terrorist. Every liberal is right. I don't wanna talk to folks who don't get it. Go woke, go broke, no hope it's pathetic. Pro choice, pronouns. pro love, you're progressive. But you ain't pro gun, no one to protect it. Where the American flags at? Remember when people would hang those? They've been taken down, they've all been replaced with BLM flags or a rainbow. This ain't rap, this ain't money, cars and clothes. We ain't selling drugs, we ain't gonna overdose. We ain't pushing guns, ain't promoting stripper poles. We won't turn your sons into thugs or your daughters into holes I don't care if I offend <laughs> <a> <laughs> you. <laughs> I was to upset you.
2: You can cry and you can scream, you can ride in the streets, you defunded the police. Now there's no one to
3: protect you. you defunded the police. Now there's no one to protect you. That's I good. Let's just keep it real facts, don't care how you feel you are my pronouns, I'm the man, I'm the man who don't respect. You. Let's look at the
0: stats, I've got the facts. My money like Lizzo. my pockets are fat. Homie, I'm epic, don't be a whap. Dog, it's a yamaka, homie, no cap. Look at the graphs, look at my charts. You're blowing money on strippers and cars. You go into prison, I'm on television. Dogs, no one knows who you are. Keep hating on me on the internet. My comment section all woke carents. and I make racks off compound interest. Y'all live with your parents. Nikki, take some notes. I just did this for fun. All my people oh, download this. Yeah, Let's really get a billboard number one the same rap the same money cars and clothes all right, so there jobs. it is all we right give it up to those. Ben Shapiro number 1 uh number 1 on the rap charts uh, and he's criticized rap in the fat in the past he says it's not music right so it's like oh, oh this whole idea of uh of Ben Shapiro like selling out like he's getting attacked by a lot of the rightards that are out there online who are, you know, the, the perpetually online times, you know, there's uh, not the just but Owen Benjamins and things like that. You know, the crazy yeah. cuckoo, you know, cuckoo pants for cuckoo puffs that live out in the woods. Right. And they criticize everything that that anybody in the mainstream right does. It, it's uh, it, they're out there like, oh, he's a hypocrite or he's glorifying black culture, or blah, blah, blah. He's trolling all of you, everybody.
1: What? And those people think like rap is like just bad overall
0: yeah well because ben shapiro has in the past like ripped on rap music said it's not music and <laughs> well, all those stuff know. i mean he, ben shapiro plays the violin and right. he's like he's famous for playing schindler's list on the violin when he was 14 years old in a video that went viral and well and for other things as well but <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's how i got started but it's um it's just funny because it, it's it's a it is it's a psyop it's a psyop. He's you know it's a culture war psyop, right? Sure. He's he's showing that he can beat the left at their own game.
1: Yes, mm. I mean when you can get Nicki Minaj to respond to you yeah. publicly, you're like
0: that's a big thing. Yeah, Nicki Minaj is one of the most famous people in the world. I mean, she's a celebrated artist and and rap singer. She is uh, she's out there saying congratulations to him, right? Uh, she says I just listened to it, Ben Shapiro, not bad. Congrats on number one, but it def sounds like Roman's revenge when the beat first came in. I don't know," she said, referencing one of her songs. So she's kind of like sideways accusing him a little bit of maybe sampling, which is you know a dangerous thing to say in the in the music world. Shapiro responded later in a post while tagging her says, "Didn't know what I was doing, but I put on a cape. Now it's which world tour should I go on today?" <laughs>
1: How many people are probably exposed to Ben Shapiro who never knew who he was before? and yeah. Maybe, you know, listen to some of the lyrics and uh, you never know. Plants, yeah. Planting seeds.
0: Yeah. And we got to give credit to Tom McDonald, who I'm pretty sure wrote the song. Probably. The guy who was singing, I don't care if I offend you. The uh, Rolling Stone calls him a far right troll rapper, which you know what? That's, if that's what it takes to get to the top of the billboard okay. charts. Who gives you a rip, right? Uh, and then Ben Shapiro later tweets, I just want to thank God. I am Tom McDonald and my parents who paid for 15 years of classical violin lessons so I could become the number one rapper in America. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> give it up. Give it up. Give it up. Give it up. Um, Joni Rankin says, shoot me, but I like rap. So do I. I like yeah. rap, hip hop, R&B. Everything. Yeah, pretty much anything. Yeah. Yeah, I'll listen to it. if it's if it's a good tune, it's a good beat. Uh, I love it, right? The duo's song, it's an anti woke song. Shapiro takes shots at multiple artists, including Minaj, right? So, and, and I think he had a feud with her last year. Did you know this? I don't remember that. So he had heated did Twitter exchanges with Nicki Minaj uh, over the song that she did called Pound Pound Town. Oh. <laughs> mm, that's right. So, and you know, a bunch of people on the right are confused because he had uh, told indie rapper Zuby Mm -hmm. Ben Shapiro said that the genre is not really music. Well, you know, whatever. But now he owns that genre, he's number one, number one today. So, give it up for Ben Shapiro, ladies and gentlemen. Give it up for us. How about a like and click subscribe to the channel? If you want to send us a text, you can always do so at 573 319 1586. That's 573-319-1586 for the text line. You can text us anytime, night or day. We'd love to hear from you. Um breaking news, says Bryce Lipscomb. Uh, Donald Trump has reached out to Robert F. Kennedy Jr. to offer him the vice presidency. Mm, legit. This is what RFK Jr. is saying about how sure sure how legit that is. Let's, you know what? Let's our, our buddy just sent it in to us. if, if that's you, Bryce texting us, thank you um take a listen to this i had also asked him about something i'd heard president trump had, had called him early on and asked him about being his vp i asked if it were true take a look if he asked you that today what would your response be i, I would not take that job I don't, I'm fl- uh, if he asked that bryce come on man give us a little bit of it
1: well and i think it wasn't the reporter saying that trump had asked that early on
0: was He was saying, I'm flattered President Trump would offer that to me, but it's not something I'm interested in. But the way that the reporter says, if right. Trump asked you that, not that he asked it. But this is how, this is how rumors get spread, because people mm-hmm. understand it, right? Um, is Taylor Swift a Pentagon PSYOP asset? Uh, Jesse Waters seems to think so. Take a listen. Star in the
3: world. Sorry, Gutfeld. She's been blanketed across the sports media entertainment atmosphere. The New York Times just speculated she's a lesbian. And last year's tour? Broke Ticketmaster, a tour that's revenue tops the GDP of 50 countries. I mean, I like her music. She's all right. But I mean, have you ever wondered why or how she blew up like this? Well, around four years ago, the (laughs) Pentagon's Psychological Operations Unit floated turning Taylor Swift into an asset during a NATO meeting. What kind of asset? A psyop for combating online misinformation. Listen. (laughs) You came in here wanting to understand how you just go out there and counter an information operation. Well, the idea is that social influence can help, uh, can help uh, encourage or uh, promote behavior change. So potentially, as like a peaceful information operation, I include Taylor Swift in here because she's, um, you know, she's a fairly influential online person. I don't know if you've heard of her. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> the Pentagon psyop unit pitched NATO on turning Taylor Swift into an asset for combating misinformation online this is nothing new in the 1950s the government strong armed louis armstrong into doing propaganda tours across africa the cia did the same thing with jazz singer nina simone except they did it without her really knowing
0: okay so that's partially true on that one actually um So the Taylor Swift thing is not true. So that woman who gave that briefing at the NATO meeting, she's not affiliated with any governments. Mm -hmm. She's just she's and she's doesn't even have any like actual contracts with governments. She's just there. She was just there as a speaker and was saying that, like, you know, if you were going to have a PSYOP, it would be like this kind of like that last story we were looking at. Right. It's, you know, if not that. So the uh, so the Jesse Waters story is partially true here because. The U.S. government during the Cold War did fund jazz singers and American artists, not unbeknownst to them, for them to tour so that they could display the power of American culture Interesting. against uh, against communist Russia. Yeah, this is, this is pretty common. And a lot of people who are conspiracy theorists will sometimes confuse this with controlling the artists as if they were like, Telling them what to do or what to play. But I mean right. Louis Armstrong playing jazz in South Africa is same thing you know, it's the same jazz song as it is as it is here. So right. the but the, what they were hoping to do was to help bring down the Soviet empire by having the Russians who could get access to our artists and our music realize the superiority of American culture. And in part it was successful, right? It's just, you know, is that what the taxpayers should be paying for? Jazz music and South Africa, probably worse things that we spent money on, honestly.
1: Sure. I mean, like, you know, what did Twain say? Mm -hmm. There was nothing more fatal to prejudice Mm -hmm. than, you know, traveling the world. And when people are exposed to other cultures and ideas, Mm -hmm. you know.
0: Right. But the reason why people think that that Taylor Swift is a psyop is because she's come out and said, you know, she's had Joe Biden cookies. Yes, She said that she's felt responsible, that she needs to tell people to go out and vote. And when she did, tell people to go out and vote, a lot of people showed up to vote, a lot of those young women. And she might do the same thing in 2020. So maybe it is a sigh off, right? True.
1: I did see somebody uh, on Twitter the other day say that it's kind of funny because like all of these, she said, all of these young girls are going to be looking at Taylor Swift and Taylor Swift is going to be convincing them to fall in love and get married and conservatives are mad about it. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> well, because Travis Kelsey and her are having this very public romance And it's annoying football fans because they talk about her so much, but the the NFL is pleased because they're finally bringing in a demographic of people that they've struggled to connect with, right? You know, young women to get them interested in football. So it's a big win for them. I mean, it's a win for Travis Kelsey, and I think it's a win for Taylor. Maybe it's a step down for Taylor Swift a little bit, right? Because she is the biggest, most famous person in the world. And she had to like sleep in Travis Kelsey's million dollar mansion for (laughs) like a couple of months, I think I heard. In Kansas City. So it was like slumming it, slumming it yeah, in yeah. Kansas City in a million dollar McMansion. Yeah, I, yeah, I know these kinds of places in Kansas. Not nice.
1: If we do not get a proposal during the Super Bowl. We will be robbed. <laughs> Dude, if, if the,
0: Travis Kelsey. Uh, Proposes at the Super Bowl to Taylor Swift. Like she gives like the halftime show, and then afterwards he goes up and does that. Like it'll be, it'll probably go down in history as like one of the biggest events of the 21st century. I'm sure. Because, uh, and every girl in the world is going to have a collective. (laughs) Anyway, so yeah, so there's this left liberal guy made this video that was actually kind of fun. Talking about Taylor
3: Swift, I'm a concerned parent in North Texas and I was just watching the Charlie Quirk show and thinking about how women have too much autonomy when I learned this from his big dumb face. Taylor Swift, I think she put up one voter registration link and she registered millions and millions and we're gonna be like, oh, wow, where did all these young female voters come from? It turns out that earlier this year, Taylor Swift in a blatantly woke, anti-conservative, anti-Christian move encouraged her fans to register to vote
0: Whew, despicable she did it through the nonpartisan. <laughs> All right begone, liberal get out um thank you to jj 4884 uh for the donation we appreciate that he says it's ironic because travis kelsey made his preference for women known before this relationship and taylor swift is the complete opposite jason whitlock talked about it so yes the next conspiracy theory from the right wing sphere have you seen is it she's gay is she gay <laughs> Uh, okay. will run riot says my conspiracy theory it's all about hurting missouri because they hate us lol yes probably true and people are really mad uh, it was funny it was that i was um i was in san francisco because the 49ers were playing the detroit lions and the the chiefs were playing that same day and so that evening i thought it was the chinese lunar new year but it turns out that the san francisco game was going on while i was like getting ready to get out of San Francisco. And I hear all these explosions going off around the city and, I, and I'm, all these boom, crack, boom, crack. And I'm just like, what is going on? And then I look up and I see the sign, Chinese Lunar New Year. And I'm like, oh, it must be the Lunar New Year. No, it turns out people were playing football. There was a big football game that night. So, I'm
1: just saying, you remember when, when was it that all of the, the football people were saying that they were going to boycott the NFL? Was it over the, over... Taking the knee, or was it COVID stuff? I can't remember which one. But I'm like, you know, so that really didn't work, but uh, this might work. Like, if Taylor Swift takes over the NFL, like you might have a lot of ex
0: NFL. (laughs) Yes, yes. Well, see, that would be the PSYOP. (laughs) That would be the PSYOP then. Right. But it was funny because, you know, Stephanie's from Detroit. And so we were in San Francisco and Detroit was playing against the, the, Yeah. yeah, against San Francisco. And there's all and, we, and when I left the 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 apartment to go or the uh, the hotel to go to a meeting, uh, the, all these, you know, fireworks are going off. De- the Detroit Lions were winning until I left. And then I come back and San Francisco 49ers had beat them. The next morning, I'm on the first flight out of town to come back. And there's all these people wearing Detroit Lions. And oh, I mean, no. and they are looking sad. They were looking pitiful. And God, the whole airplane stunk like alcohol so bad. It was terrible. I don't, and like for <laughs> Stephanie, I don't know if it's like the pregnancy or something like that, but her sense of smell is just kind of yes. like, is that something that happens?
1: Uh, heightened sense of smell.
0: Yeah. yeah. So she's, you know, she's poor Stephanie. She's, you know, you know, she's, she's actually gotten a pretty good run of it so far. Not with, not with lots of illness or things like that, but good. there are some weird symptoms. But uh, okay. anyway, so we talked about Taylor Swift as a psyop. Oh, I've got the, uh, the brain bleach cleanser. For those who think that uh, Taylor Swift is a psyop and who might've been hearing too much of her music, uh, uh, here is counter to the PSYOP. Here we go. Take a listen. You're on the phone. Your girlfriend, she's upset. She's going off about something that you said because she doesn't get your
2: humor like I do. <laughs> I'm
0: in no room time. Tuesday night I'm listening to the kind of music she doesn't like And she'll never know your story like I do But she wears short skirts, I wear t-shirts She's cheer captain and I'm on a picture Screaming about the day when you wake up and find it What you're looking for has been here the whole time If you can see oh my god alex jones sings taylor swift that's alex jones yes yes Yes. that's alex jones look at the picture you didn't see it see i've got so many surprises for you today (laughs) look at this that is hilarious yes yes alex jones sings uh taylor swift there so give it up for alex jones nicely done alex
1: wow Never
0: would a guest, actually. Yes. The onion dip says the cover. I never knew that I needed. Yes. And, <laughs> yeah, it was. It was fun. I mean, AI can do some incredible things. Thank you so much for all who are tuning in now live with us. We appreciate all 240 of you today. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. I'm Austin Peterson, the host of the Wake Up America show, and we're glad to have you here with us live. Or maybe you're listening to us later. You can send us a text message anytime, night or day at 573 573- three one nine one five eight six. I got the text line down there at the bottom and uh, you can text us and let us know what's on your mind. We're going to take a brief little commercial break, but it's a fun commercial break. We're actually not going to go away. You were super impressed when you saw this yesterday, this special item. There's only one of these in the world right now. It's going to be on my wall. It can, it can be on your wall too. I don't know if anybody else will be as excited about this as I was, but check this out. So this is my custom javier malay canvas in the style of metal gear from one of my favorite nintendo games growing up capitalist games and you were really impressed with the quality of this canvas that i made from the wake up america show thumbnails so many people like neil messaged me yesterday he's loving the video game intros like that we've been doing and this is kind of was a way for me to immortalize all that Hard freaking work I've been doing at night, putting these things together hours and hours at a time. And so Javier Malay here with his Argentinian flag uh, looking like a solid snake from Metal Gear. And it says, uh, Libertarian Entertainment System. And then on the license seal, this seal is your assurance you don't need a license because you're a libertarian.
1: And the thing is, is like it's really hard to um, really accurately see the quality and everything, even through through the video and on the site. But when it's in hand, like the colors are so sharp and bold, and everything is so
0: clear, it's really cool. Absolutely beautiful. We've got a couple of these canvases: one for the Doom cover that I made with Javier Malay, and this one for Metal Gear. I also, for those of you who don't want to spend all the money on a canvas and hang it on your wall, uh, we do have this on a T-shirt. This design. Uh, you can get these exclusively at ap4libertyshop.com. That's ap the number four, ap4libertyshop.com. All of our Javier Malay merchandise is selling like gangbusters. I got to meet with John Dennis. He's like yes. uh, he's like the head of the San Francisco GOP when I was out there, and he is so jealous of my Javier Malay retweets. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, you know, you sent me that uh, that Instagram reel of the, the video of the of the kids and I don't think they were in a bus or a car or what, but you know, there's just car pulling up and they're hanging out the window screaming Malay, 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 Malay.
2: and Malay, Malay. He, he, he
1: stops and he gets out of the car and comes over and talks to them and they are just like losing their minds and I'm like, That's me. I'm That's kid. me, I'm Malay.
0: Okay, I might actually be able to pull up that uh, that video. Hold on, like, yeah. So I was shocked when I saw it because I mean we're talking about young kids here. Okay, here we go. Here we go. See the post. All right, I'll play it for you. Thank you, Malay. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Look, Look at him.
2: So he literally he stops his car. That's so awesome. <laughs> so cool.
0: <laughs> He's like a rock star. Give it up for Javier Malay. Man of people. He certainly is. and of young people. Right. Thank you to Mighty Megatron for the tip today. He says that Metal Gear Malay covers. is dope. be careful, AP. Nintendo goes hard after anything related to their stuff. Yeah. They
1: have Taylor Swift. They have Javier Malay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It is. I, I would like to initiate a trade if we're going to get football teams, right? I like Javier Malay for Taylor Swift. I don't I don't mind Taylor Swift. I don't understand why people are so triggered by her, right? I I don't get it, but yeah. Stephanie likes Taylor Swift, and I admit some some of the songs are a bop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pop isn't necessarily my thing, but I don't mind it. I don't dislike it. Um, so anyways, thanks so much for tuning into the Wake Up America show. Don't forget, click like and subscribe to the channel. We talk about things that are serious and sometimes things that are fun and funny. Uh, I've got uh, more clips here, or do I have more clips? Let's see, what else did I have on our rundown for us today? Let's see, it's 7.41. Am I on track? I'm on track. Uh, Vivek says, oh, speaking of Taylor Swift, did you see this story? Vivek Ramaswamy speculates that the Super Bowl will be rigged for the Chiefs, to set the stage for taylor swift's biden endorsement <laughs>
1: i mean like you know i like vivek uh, most of the time but come
0: on man i love vivek but what does he do? i mean here's the thing i mean and listen as somebody who likes vivek I, you know he's gonna have to see he's gonna struggle to kind of remain relevant in the coming months you know that's going to be the challenge and as somebody who knows what that challenge is like there's going to be ups and there's going to be downs and depending on what Donald Trump says or does with him, it will be you know the decider really if he's going to you know shoot like a shooting star or if he's going to fade out into relevance. Think what about you think? that,
1: right? Mm-hmm. I mean, think about your popularity hinging on one person
0: like that. Mm, yeah, well, that's what it means. That's what it's like to be a Republican these days, and um, it, it it probably operates in a similar way in the Democratic Party. People probably don't they don't have the same kind of loyalty to Joe Biden. But they have loyalty to the person who's in charge, right? They're just going to follow, you know, the person who is in the lead, which is why he's going to be the person on the ballot this fall, which is why I'm calling it right now. Donald Trump will win.
1: And, you know, it doesn't say I know people are like, oh, this says so much about Trump and Trump this and Trump that. But I'm sorry, this says a whole lot more about the American people and our culture as it is. You know, I said something to I said this to someone the other day and they had never heard that Andrew Breitbart qu- quote that um Politics is downstream of culture. And it's so true. Like we see, we see it playing out all of the time now. And, you know, we, the people
0: comes Mm -hmm. back to us. Yeah. It's the thing about this, um, this Taylor Swift psyop story and like her, like supporting Democrats, people are like, oh, well, you know, how much of an impact can she really have? I actually think that she could have an impact. Mm -hmm. Are you afraid that she's going to get young people to come out and vote Democrat? Absolutely. Yes, I am. Sure. Right. So, as a woman, Camelia, how do we not alienate these young ladies and also not be like, you know, abort? your baby on, you know, get a, go to Starbucks and get an abortion for free, right? How do we, like, kind of, like, not alienate? You know, don't say things like that. Is that, is that, is that, is that how we don't alienate I mean, I
1: think we have a messaging problem, right? All right, let's hear it. I mean, the right is known for being, um, well, at least perceived as being, you know, unsympathetic, mm-hmm. cold, you know, they don't care about people, they're uncaring. And I think that part of that is the rhetoric that we did, particularly with regard to the abortion issue. OK. And so, I mean, if we and if we are spending all of our time mocking the youths and mm-hmm. saying how bad they are and how irresponsible they are and how terrible young women are, self-fulfilling prophecy, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then what's the proper messaging on abortion? Like what Nikki Haley saying?
1: no about that i do think that it needs we need a more balanced messaging i think that we need to very publicly acknowledge the difficulties the real difficulty when someone gets into that situation and show some empathy for that uh, i mean we can't like life still is the priority that's still what matters the most but we also need To talk more about the options that we give women and that this is, you know, we're we are here to support them as well. It's not the only option
0: Mm -hmm, for sure. Elon Musk's neurotech startup Neuralink implanted its device in a human for the first time on Sunday. And the patient is, quote, recovering well, says Elon Musk. The company is developing a brain implant that aims to help patients with severe paralysis control external technologies using only neural signals. You kind of get what that is.
1: Yes, but you're not saying this is the answer to the young ladies and the Democrats, right? No, no, no. I'm just kidding. Although <laughs> Talk was like uh, although this might make people Democrats. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
0: <laughs> Brilliant segue there, Camelia. You had me blinkered for a moment. Um, yes, no, that was good. Uh, well, my segue was rather random too. Uh, so they're developing a blurring implant. It helps patients with severe paralysis control external technologies using only neural signals. So in other words, you get the implant, Mm -hmm. you've got the 3D printer at home, you print yourself an arm, right? And one day maybe you've got robot arm and it's like five fingers. And then the next day it's the claw, right? Or the next day, maybe it's like a soft, you know, something, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever it is that you need it. Like you'll have, this is called transhumanism right right stuff of the sci-fi movies right yeah it's reality Speaking of sci-fi movies god and i don't want to get off on this too much you know what i saw in san francisco for the first time i was so excited to be there for this reason driverless cars
2: cool
0: that was awesome because the drivers in california are shit Maybe they're bad bring
1: those to uh, st
0: louis uh yeah they are uh they're terrible drivers. Into, it's actually. dangerous as hell out there um But it was exciting to see uh, driverless cars. They did a good job. They were driving much better than the the, uh, humans that were around with their phones out texting and all that stuff. The distracted drivers, you know, and uh, honestly, I I was we didn't have time, but I was like hoping I was going to be able to do it. They're called Waymo. And initially, the uh, the San Francisco uh, politicians were trying to ban them. But they haven't been able to do so. I was really curious. Maybe I bet there's a lot more of them out in Silicon Valley. But we didn't have time to go out there. I'd like to visit it sometime just to see. You know what's it like out there, right? But um, these driverless cars driving around San Francisco pick you up, take you to your destination, no problem. You you've been drinking, you don't want to drive. Hop in a Waymo. Go. I mean, this is the future, and I love it. I like it. I know everybody's scared of technology and. Well, that's
1: part of our problem on the right, too. We Mm -hmm. need to not be Luddites. We need to Mm -hmm. get on top of this technology because I know everybody was like, oh, you know, welcoming our robot overlords Mm -hmm. and whatever about the brain chips. But this is. I, this is these are exciting times as far as I'm concerned and the the medical possibilities with the neural implants is just incredible. I mean, when they talk about um you know the different kind of chips and the different way they work when they implant them and the you know they uh, for the what they call it telepathy. I think the Elon chip is called mm.
0: telepathy. Well, cuz it'll be, it can send it through like bluetooth. Right. Radio device right. signals, right? You'll be able to control things you know essentially telekinesis. In a sense, because if I can, using my phone, control lights and temperature and, you know, set something via like a remote signal, if you have a Neuralink brain brain chip, you can control things with your mind.
1: Well, I was gonna say they have already done trials with this in I think it was chimps probably, and so there was this video of a chimp that it was controlling like this pong game and all of these things with its mind um, on the computer. It was very cool.
0: Right. So you know who's the person who goes in for the first brain chip? Right. So they began recruiting patients for their first inhuman clinical trial in the fall. They received approval from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration back in May. So you're right. The first product is called telepathy. Mm -hmm. Uh, If the technology functions properly, patients with severe degenerative diseases like ALS could someday use Mm -hmm. the implant to communicate or access social media by moving cursors and typing with their minds. Imagine if Stephen Hawking could communicate faster than a speed typist or an auctioneer, Musk wrote. That is the goal. So the in, in this inhuman clinical trial marks the first step in their path towards commercialization. So medical device companies have to go through, you know, a lot of rounds right. of safety collection before they get approval.
1: You know, they don't give a lot of, well, they don't, they give hardly any information about the the patient that's actually had this done yesterday. I think it was just, I think it just mm-hmm. happened yesterday. But there was um, somewhere in there where they were talking about that they, the goal, um, at least initially, was to try to recruit um, quadriplegic mm-hmm. patients, like under the age of 40. So there's, you know, that was, the kind of goal is to help them, you know, with movement and things like that.
0: For sure. And I mean, who would oppose that, right? right? Like Those kinds of advances in technology to help. But I mean, there are people out there who are terrified of transhumanism because it'll start with people who are disabled, but then people are going to want to people are going to want to have these kinds of upgrades. I mean, look at all the lip fillers that young women get <sighs> right. Boob implants and, you know, right. you've, you've got men fully grown adult men who are making the decision to have a doctor break their legs and extend their bones to make them two inches taller it's the most painful surgery in the world you do you think people are going to go and get a brain chip installed in their brain so they can have like it, the latest iphone won't be an iphone it'll be an implant in your head but then it's like how do you get upgrades what happens when the technology like fades right because like you pretty much it's every true, right? every every computer has a shelf life at this point of two or three years.
1: Well, that is one of the things that they talked about that could be a complication. They don't know how it will work yet is all of these electrodes. There's like hundreds of of electrodes that go into the brain. Mm-hmm. And as the brain uh, matter grows around that or does, you know, do those electrodes start to degrade like and it affects the signal. So there's lots of things they don't know.
0: Yeah, that is, and then what happens when somebody hacks into your brain? <laughs> you know, and so I mean, it's not to say that the uh, that the pessimists on this one don't have strong oh, arguments. At
1: least some uh, good points,
0: right? So, what do you do? Do you get like a uh, an upgradable skull so you can open it up like the like the case of a br- like the case of a computer? You know, you f- swing it open and then install the new model of the chip. What do you
1: call the um, oh, what the the where you can put your phone inside it and it doesn't.
0: A phone case? No,
1: no, 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 no. It blocks all of the signals. Though. Oh, yeah. I don't
0: know what they're called, but they're RFID. A Ferris? Ferris? Is
2: it a Ferris cage?
1: F F-E-R-
0: E. No, that's a Fer- Faraday's cage. What you think? Yeah. You're thinking Faraday's cage.
1: Right. So can you do something like a Faraday cage,
0: like for your brain? Okay maybe maybe but then if that's if that's the case would it be able to get out Would the signal be yes, able to get that's true right so you interfere with the jamming of the signal so would you get the brain chip let us know send us a text at 573-319-1586 again you can text the show and let us know what's on your mind it's a faraday bag faraday cage yes says Corey and kelly thank you uh you can also text us that at 573 573- Three one nine one five eight six. Our friend Stephen Michael Wolf is texting in right now. He's running for delegate to the RNC in Pennsylvania's ninth congressional district. He wants to attend the RNC in Milwaukee this summer to support President Trump. He's running in April twenty third primary in Pennsylvania. Well, good for you, Stephen Michael Wolf. Appreciate you very much. Uh, That first candidate for the Neuralink brain chip had to be Psycho Mantis from Metal Gear Solid. (laughs) I'm glad you guys are enjoying the Wake Up America show's new thumbnails. I do spend a lot of time on those. And uh, for those of you who really enjoy them, if you'd like to have them on a shirt or on a canvas or something, just let us know. We do do custom orders. Yesterday, people were asking for that uh, Don't Tread on Me Lego piece for the little kids' hoodies
1: one of my favorites
0: yes (laughs) yes obviously now that we're gonna have a baby we're thinking a lot more about kids stuff and we've got our tiny patriots collection and stephanie designed this shirt with a lego piece on it that says don't tread on me and somebody asked specifically if we had it in a certain size for kids so she went out we're on the airplane and she's like working on her phone and she made it in the size that they wanted and then she sent it out she's like here you go and they're like do you have it in pink oh so she's like oh god so she had to go we had to go find another supplier, sweetheart Steffi. She goes and works her butt off. Thank you, Stephanie. And she made it in pink. So for older kids. So check out AP for libertyshopcom Check out our tiny Patriots collection. Somebody bought one of our onesies, which are really popular now, which are, uh, we're selling more of onesies these days. Mm-hmm. Onesies, very popular onesie that says crying is free speech, which I like people like yes. Uh, um thank you very much to Stephen Michael Wolf for supporting the channel, and best of luck to you running as a delegate for the RNC. I kind of want to do that, but I don't know when it is. Oh, it's uh, the uh, the primary is April twenty third for him in Pennsylvania. But we're going to have a um, a caucus yes. here in Missouri. Is that when people are going to run for the RNC delegate positions? So, so
1: there, I don't know that there is running for delegate positions like there are there. So.
0: Mm-hmm. We just appoint.
1: Well, you have a slate like, you know, you the different groups bring a slate. And so they choose a slate of delegates and then it kind of filters up from there to each uh, caucus That kind of goes up the ladder. So if you wanted to be involved in that, then um, you probably should find out who is organizing the, the slate.
0: The units. Cole County yeah. caucus. Yeah, I think I know who the, the head of the chair is here. I would like to do it, but it's going to be a little bit of a tricky summer, right, because the baby's coming at the end yes. of July. Um, but might come early and be born on the 4th of July. Yes, I think that's a possibility. Just
1: called me yesterday and asked if I had had my voting residency in St. Louis, Mm -hmm. uh, because they wanted to know if I would be on the uh, Trump slate
0: of delegates. Oh, really? Why not? You should do it and go. Why not? (laughs) Not a chance.
1: Why not? Not doing it. Why not? First of all, I don't (laughs) vote. I don't vote in St. Louis, but uh,
0: oh well. There you go. Appreciated that they thought of me, though. Well, why don't Very you get nice. on the? Why don't you become a Trump delegate in Southwest Missouri, where you're headquartered, and go to the RNC in Milwaukee this year? It'd be a nice. good experience for you.
1: I think it's highly unlikely, and you know, it's just like it, it, of all of the things that I'm going to invest my money in, and it is a lot of money, and you do it, you have to you fund it yourself. Fund. You just, can you can fundraise for that. Uh, there are there are other things that I would prefer to do with my money that I think would be uh, more beneficial. Yeah. It
0: might be in your best interest to go there because you make political connections and friends. Yes, I know. Don't be stupid. Keep an open mind, okay? Well, okay. If I would go, but I'm going to have a baby. so <laughs> We're going to have a great show today. We've got lots more content for you on the Wake Up America show. We're going to take a brief little commercial break. Our friends over at QuickRxStore.com are helping us to fund the revolution. You can save 10% on some of your favorite prescriptions using code SAVE10. Head to QuickRxStore.com. That's quick rxstore.com we'll be right back on the wake up america show at wakeupamericashow.com AmericaShow.com. don't worry we're going to talk about it right now good morning welcome to the wake up america show rise and freedom i'm austin peterson glad to have you here joining us live on set is somebody who's missing what's happening in the senate so she's starring on the wake up america show camellia peterson
2: <laughs>
0: there let me just give you a little sneak a little sneak preview of what they're doing they're reading from children's books Goodnight Moon, and uh, Green Eggs and Ham, and all kinds of stuff. There's a filibuster happening in the Missouri Senate. These people can't get along with one another.
1: I have a confession. Let's hear it. Don't judge me. I left the the Senate live uh, feed going
0: all night on my phone. Okay. <laughs> okay, nerd. Um... Listen, I nerd out on politics, but sitting around watching Missouri senators filibuster overnight. What are they filibustering over? What's the fight in the Senate? I mean, we're going to talk about the dueling thing here in just a second, but why are they filibustering?
1: Anybody know anymore? It's kind of like when an old married couple gets into an argument and then after a while, you don't really know how the argument began or what it's about anymore. And I think that's where we're at. Now, supposedly it was about, you know, getting certain types of bills to the floor, like initiative petition reform, but it was really a difference in a difference in how like procedure, how it was going to be done. But really what it is, it's a power struggle. That's a result of long-term grudges.
0: Yeah, they they hate it's each other. The Senate patch. Majority Leader Caleb Rowden hates the uh, the conservative caucus, yeah. the Freedom Caucus. Freedom Caucus people hate him. And in a in a spat, a bitter spat last week, they all uh, got into a battle. Caleb Rowden stripped them all of their committee assignments and then took away their parking spots over yeah. here on Capitol Hill here. <laughs>
1: did not help his case. Here's the thing though. This is something that's come out. I think it's a fair point, you know, in this rivalry that's been going on is like, everybody's blaming Caleb Rowden for taking that action to strip their chairmanships and stuff. But, um, what really happened was that 15 or 16 of the other senators parked themselves in Rowden's office and said, you will do something.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So like, it's not just him.
0: Yeah, no, I think it's uh I mean it's obviously childish. It but it's it goes back to that. I go back to that. Do I want them to actually do something or do I would I rather have them doing this? Right?
1: For for a lot of people in Missouri, a lot of them want them to do something because initiative petition reform uh is that's what's on the table right now and that would make it harder for uh things to the constitution to be changed at the ballot and with the abortion uh initiatives coming up for the ballot. There's a lot of a lot of concern about that.
0: International News leftist rag. The Guardian Mm. writes headline utter stupidity. Missouri Republican bids to bring back dueling for senators. And I say, "Yay!" (laughs) sit down, John, sit down, John. For God's sakes, I will kill you. (laughs) <laughs> Somebody better open up a window. State Senator Nick Schroer wants to reintroduce dueling to solve political differences in his state house. International news, Camellia, Missouri. Wah, wah.
1: You know, it's just it's all
0: fun and games, right? He's probably loving this. Oh, he's, sure. he's loving this attention. He's he's got got. Best troll ever. Uh-huh, yes.
1: He was totally trolling and, you know, Nick's kind of known for doing that. Yes. This one worked
0: magnificently. I think it does need to come back. Here's what The Guardian writes. A Missouri Republican's proposal to reintroduce dueling to solve statehouse differences was branded utter stupidity by a leading historian of political violence. Oh, boy. Of course. You know that's a cuck. Back in the day, Joanne B. Freeman of Yale tweeted, They were smart enough to take dueling outside. The draft that I saw suggests doing it in the chamber. This doesn't show guts or bravery or manhood, if it's supposed to. It shows (sighs) ultra-stupidity. Freeman, yeah, (laughs) go ahead. Very
1: serious people, TM.
0: Very serious people, yes. Uh, Freeman is the author of Field of Blood, Violence in Congress, and the Road to Civil War. Speaking of Civil War, did you see this movie that's coming out called Civil War? Did you see the trailer for this? It's like it's a movie, and I think it's got like Jennifer Lawrence in it. It looks really good called Civil War about a civil war that happens in the United States. And it's like, you know, the rednecks versus the the city folks. Uh, spoiler alert, the rednecks would win. <laughs> uh, but anyways, so the draft rule change came to national notice when it was posted to social media by Democrats in the state Senate. They wrote the <laughs> The Missouri Freedom, uh, Missouri Republican Civil War continues to escalate. Democrats are loving this as a sure. member, a member of the Freedom Caucus faction has filed a proposed rule change to allow senators to challenge an offending senator to a duel. The Missouri Freedom Caucus is the they, this is what the Guardian says, a hardline right wing group. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, <laughs> on the lines of the group of the same name in the House of Representatives with a similar fractious relationship with party leaders. The draft rule reads, if a senator's honor is impugned, good word, Nick, by another senator to the point that it is beyond repair, and in order for the offended senator to gain satisfaction, such senator may rectify the perceived insult to the senator's honor by challenging the offending senator to a duel. God bless Missouri and Nick Shore.
1: I hope they have to include the whole, you know, throw down the gauntlet, you know, Procedure and all
0: that. Yeah, people. so Nick Shore—he's a lawyer. Uh, he specializes in family law and criminal defense, uh, and uh, I want—I would imagine he's a pretty good shot. Uh, doesn't say anything about uh, did Sh- Nick serve in the military? I
1: don't know about that. We do know that he can shoot a flamethrower.
0: Uh, yeah, I've seen that video. Um, his chief of staff told Newsweek that Shore was deeply committed to restoring a sense of honor in the Missouri Senate, but suggested the idea of a duel in a metaphorical sense how about this how about a kumite right like a karate fight you know like kickboxing or something like that or a jiu-jitsu match right like ufc match between the two senators i would pay money uh, Bill I Bill Igle will kick all her ass for
1: sure. yeah, because it's huge. like I suggested to Scott Fawn the other day. I was like, um, I you totally need to get, you know, Senator O'Laughlin and Senator Igel, and you can referee this match, but can we have it in a boxing ring and charge admission to get in? We could donate the proceeds to charity? I think this sounds like a fantastic idea. and, you know, probably like two hundred people would come
0: because we're all. Just like political. Well, isn't there supposed to be some rally here in Jefferson City today?
1: They're having a rally because they're just not going to take it
0: anymore. Oh, God. What is it now?
1: Well, I don't know. They're going to take their Senate back. I don't know what that means. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they know what that means. I think that they they like to think that they are going to have their way and get the Senate leadership removed as retaliation
0: and you know, their bubble's going to be burst one way or the other. Yeah, I'm just not so sure that uh, these rallies really accomplish anything other than, like, get people to post on their blogs and get likes on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Facebook likes. Here is the trailer to the movie Civil War. Take a listen. United.
3: The United States Army.
0: 19 states have seceded. 19 states, say, states right? have
3: seceded. The United States Army ramps up activity. The White House issued warnings to the Western forces as well as the Florida Alliance. The three-term
0: president states. assures the uprising will be dealt with swiftly.
3: Let me know if you want to try anything. I guess aware there's like a pretty huge civil war going on all across America. We just
1: try to stay out. With what we
0: see on the news, seems like it's for the best. Citizens of America, the so-called Western forces of Texas and California,
3: have suffered a very great defeat at the hands of the United States
0: military. Mr. President, do you regret the use of airstrikes against American citizens?
2: they oh. are moving to D.C. today. We need to go down there. They
0: shoot journalists on sight in the capital. Kirsten Every instinct in me says this is death. And, and pause, Ron Swanson is the president of the United States and he's not a libertarian. He's crushing the separatist uh-huh. forces of Texas. I don't believe Bloody it. Hold on.
2: Every time I survived the war zone, I thought I was sending a warning home. Don't do this. But here we are. There's some kind of misunderstanding here. What? Well, you're American. Okay. Okay. What kind of American are you? Yeah. Some dum 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 dum
1: Going on with Texas telling the government, yes, to take flying leap. Mm-hmm.
2: The Civil War. Civil so- yeah.
1: You seen the maps of the states who have um, expressed solidarity with Texas, yes. the ones who want to send National Guard troops. Yeah. And so there's been talk about this, like this is what the Civil War would look like.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, it was how the old Civil War looked like. It's kind of we're getting the team back together. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Missouri doesn't get to claim that, though, because we did not officially secede from the Union, although we were a slave state below the so much such and such parallel or something right. like that. Missouri compromised. But then it was like the right before the Civil War, it was like the it was like the Nebraska Compact or something. There was some major event that was kind of like the finality where it was like they they made it like some new slave state was admitted to the Union. Everybody's like, all right, now it's, it's done. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Camilla, if. Texas secedes from the Union over immigration. I guess I should ask, what kind of American are you? A
1: real American
0: a is that real like being, American
1: like being a a true libertarian? Yes, it is like a being
0: a true libertarian. so How dare you don't tell me what kind of American you are if it's not an American American, right? I stand with Texas. What about you? Let us know.
1: So, you know, I've, I get told and questioned a lot about whether or not I'm a, a real Republican or a true conservative, okay. or, you know, uh, like, the purity tests. Like, yeah.
0: I thought when I left the Libertarian Party that oh. I was going to be free of these purity tests. But no, I'll never be a real Republican. I'll never be a real conservative or anything like that or whatever. Just like I was never a real libertarian. Well, you know what? <laughs> I'm tired. That's why I tweeted what I tweeted a couple of weeks ago when I said, Stop trying to please people who are never going to like you anyway. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, what kind of American are you? Send us a text at 573-319-1586. Even by the most broad definition of open borders, like the most libertarian definition of open borders that I have read and studied, a woman by the name of Shika Dalmia uh, works for the Reason Foundation uh, back when everybody wasn't mad at Reason magazine. And she wrote a uh, defense for open borders. And in it, she describes exactly what to her, her it means to be open borders. You might be able to just pull that up right now. Dalmia, Sheikha Dalmia, open borders. There's a PDF, uh, the the argument for opening Americans' borders. And she defines what it means to be open borders. So let me exp- uh, explain this to you because even um, Judge Napolitano, who and I, I've confronted with this definition doesn't agree with Sheikah on this one he's mm-hmm. more open borders even than shika dalmia is here's how she defines it though for most advocates it does not mean that anyone should be allowed into the country no questions asked stop there for a moment okay so then what we're not ta- what we're talking about here is not anarchy mm-hmm. right we're not talking about a borderless nation stateless world by a libertarian Free market, open borders view, pro-economic liberty, pro-immigration view, the first sentence that Sheikha writes is, it does not mean anyone should be allowed into the country, no questions asked. Stop. Okay. Now, if we continue, she says, what it does mean is that immigration should be based on the socioeconomic needs of a country's residents, not the arbitrary whims of bureaucrats or the grand designs of social planners. Okay. You going with me here so far? This implies that the government has a legitimate role in keeping out foreigners who pose a genuine public health or safety threat to the citizenry. Other than that, who brings whom into the country and for what reason is none of the government's business. So, when I asked Judge DiPolitano on this show, you know. If someone commits an act of terrorism in another country and states explicitly that they want to come to the United States to commit more acts of terrorism, should the government does the government have an interest in preventing them from gaining access to the country? He's like, no. Okay, well, I don't, I don't, go, I, I don't go down that road, right? right? I I think that that's um, it, it, there's this you know the anarchist impulse in the libertarian is strong, and certainly they make good points, but I I don't agree with. This view that the government doesn't have a legitimate role in protecting our borders from those who come here expressly with the purpose to do harm to us, I mean that I think that's cuckoo go you know crazy go nuts
1: yeah yeah, I will say her definition mm-hmm. like that's nice that she says that, but that is not. The most common perception of what open borders means? Not at all. Nobody understands it that
0: way. No, but most people they don't understand their politics. They feel their politics, sure. whether it's left or right. They're not reading white papers. No, no, this of course is a, not. This is a white paper, a- and this is from someone who calls themselves an open borders libertarian, who says explicitly that the government does have a legitimate role in protecting the nation's security from people who wish to come and do us harm, and there are people who are coming across the border. With the express desire to do sure. harm to the United States, it's not just Mexicans who are coming here for a better life. And many of them are. It's not just South Americans who are fleeing violence in their country or destroyed economies. There are cartels. There's sex trafficking, and some I assume they're rapists, and some I assume are good people. Right?
1: I think she needs to uh, relabel herself. Really, mm-hmm. uh, I, and I mean, just because it's just not like her her philosophy, her approach to this is not open borders it's something you're going to tell
0: that to she yeah. if she were here right now she would destroy you for most Probably, so but she, you know? <laughs> she says it doesn't matter whether americans want to import their foreign-born mother-in-laws to live with them or low-skilled workers to pick fruit on their farms or high-skilled workers to develop software in the computer labs it should all be the same to the government okay in theory yes but you're right that is not what a lot of quote-unquote open borders people believe right. Like that they say or they may say this, but in practice, their policies, you know, essentially lead to a form of a borderless nationless world. Right. Which as a minarchist and a constitutionalist and someone who believes someone who is a real American, <clears throat> uh, uh, I believe that the that the people of the United States can choose to elect people who will protect our security and specifically at the nation's border. I mean, John Ashcroft, the former attorney general of the United States, gave the most beautiful speech that I've ever heard back in 2018 when I was running for Senate, and he managed to thread the needle perfectly on a—because I know the neocons are are more uh, pro-immigration than, mm-hmm. than the paleocons behind Trump and, and uh, the MAGA people. Uh, and he managed to not piss off the MAGA people with his speech when he talked about the importance of border security and having a secure border and coming to the United States, but then he talked about— why should we should be welcoming to immigrants the people who come here through the through the process of naturalization in a in a orderly fashion, an orderly manner? But what we have on the southern border is not orderly. No. It, it's chaos and it's dangerous. And it we we've created an, an incentive just by having a lax policy, just by having a lax attitude. It's amazing how much policy can be enacted, not by putting up razor wire wire, but just by simply stating that we will enforce our border laws. We saw a, the influx of immigration actually reverse while Donald Trump was president of the United States. So simply by stating you're going to enforce the laws, some people will actually start to obey the laws. When you say you're not going to enforce the laws, look what happens in California, sure. right? At, at CVS, you know, I, it was the big, the big story when I was out in California was that an in and out, which we went to, by the way, and were totally unimpressed with, which sure. we can get to in a moment. Uh, I had an In-N-Out burger like 10 years ago, and it was good, but apparently it's changed since the pandemic, and mm-hmm. it was fries, completely un- unremarkable. Anyways, but the big news in California was that the very f- – an In-N-Out burger had never closed. Once one had opened, it had always stayed open. For the first time ever, an In-N-Out was closing in California. Why? Rampant crime. right? Right. It, it is absolutely – I mean, and – Knowingly, you when you go into an In-N-Out Burger in California, it's going to be. Uh, they even have like a. They have a secret menu, and one of the items on the menu you get it animal style, which is that they throw cheese all over everything, right? But it's a throwback to back in the nineteen seventies or eighties, whenever In-N-Out Burger was founded, that the people, the surfers, the young surfer punks that came into In-N-Out Burger were animals. And they would order the cheese on their fries. And so when you order it animal style, it's a, it's a sign that the people who come into, sh- into the shop are animals. When Steffi and I were there, there were all these like perm haired zoomers, okay, <laughs> that were all the, these boys and they were a- animals screaming loud, being loud and all this kind of stuff. They weren't being destructive, but appa- and because In-N-Out is just known for loud teenagers, surfer California types going in and being rowdy and ordering their fries animal style. And uh, when we uh, when we left, I was reading this, the history of in and out and I saw the news story that the first In-N-Out burger is closing in California because even though they're used to rowdy crowds, the violence mm. has gotten so out of hand in one neighborhood. I wonder why uh, that they had to close their first and out location. Right. And, and the danger that Americans that, that Americans exist in American cities, it should not have to be that way. People who live in San Diego should not have to fear for their lives because of the narco-terrorism that's occurring on the southern border. I, don't, I wouldn't go as far as Vivek Ramaswamy and say we have to declare war on Mexico, mm. right? But if I were president of the United States and the legal authority was necessary and proper, I would absolutely enforce the security for the borders here in the United States. And have a system that was set up to actually incentivize people to do the right thing.
1: I mean, and what do you do, too, when you have a country, your neighbor like Mexico, that is literally doing nothing and in many ways almost incentivizing people to come across your border illegally? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, you know, at some point you would think you have to deal with that.
0: Mm -hmm. But I mean, here's the thing. You know, libertarians have got to get their heads out of their asses on this issue and start to like really define what it is that they believe in regards to the borders. And the first thing to do is to look at the white papers, because, again, if I were to go to any, you know, left libertarian conference in Washington, D.C., they're talking about immigration. They're not using this working definition of of open borders. Right. For most advocates, it does not mean that anyone should be allowed into the country. No questions asked. What it does mean is that immigration should be based on the socioeconomic needs of a country's residents, not the arbitrary whims of bureaucrats or the grand design of social planners. But here's the key sentence. This implies that the government has a legitimate role in keeping out foreigners who pose a genuine public health or safety threat to the citizenry.
1: This is right.
0: I mean, yes, to a large extent, it is the net. But, you know, it's the question of, you know, is the nation state legitimate? Right. If so, there's going to be an arbitrary line drawn on a map by politicians. who are going to determine this is the region that is owned by the United States. That's Mexico over there, and we're going to enforce our laws.
1: Common defense and you know protect your property. That's Mm -hmm. those are going to just those things are going to happen. Like it or
0: not, it's going to happen. But the government has a legitimate role in keeping out foreigners who pose a genuine public health or safety risk to the citizenry. That is the key sentence. And that is the one that, you, that I think we've, we're going to have to contend with more. What does border security really look like? If we, if we want to live in a free country as, you know, libertarian Republicans, right, what does that mean that a wall is necessary? Like, I'm even starting to wonder if, if maybe a wall is necessary, to be honest. And this is me uh, doing a reversal, a 180, on a position that I used to hold, Camellia. But now I wonder, if it's effective, is it, is it the right way to go?
1: The question is, Israel uses them. Well, okay, but I guess that's the question. Is it Mm -hmm. effective? Elon Musk uh, made some waves here the other day because he said something to the effect that the wall is not effective, that that's not is what is going to fix this problem. And I think his his point was that enforcement of the law and allowing border security guards, you know, to do their jobs and to expel people that are coming in, that 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 is what needs to happen. And if you don't have that, the wall is pointless. But maybe
0: there does need to be a wall. Maybe there does need to be razor wire. I don't like the idea that when, you know, children are braving this, but We have to create incentives for people to do the right thing. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. You can send us a text 573-319-1586 is the text line. We have to say thank you to Rumble.com for featuring us now. Yeah. 382 people watching live. We appreciate you very much. Morning. Yes. Good morning. I'm Austin Peterson. This is my friend, not my relative, (laughs) Camelia Peterson. And we're glad to have her in studio joining us today. For many of you, it's probably your first time here. So can I ask you a little favor? Click the like button and click subscribe to the channel. It's free. Click that like, subscribe button and join us here every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Central. It's a two hour live morning talk show where we talk about the news, politics, uh, policy, and we goof off and have little rap songs and sing a little musical theater every once in a while, too. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Camelia joins us usually every Tuesday and Thursday on the show at 8 a.m. Central Time, but we got lucky because she's in studio all morning this morning. So give it up for CJ. If you won't click like for me, click it for CJ. We appreciate it. Uh, CJ, uh, let's take a two-second break to introduce people as along the two-second introduce people to APForLibertyShop.com's delicious Founding Flavors mm-hmm. coffee, which we are drinking this morning. How does it taste? It's great.
1: This is yes. Franklin's Elixir, right? It's
0: yes. Like a- is Franklin's Electric Elixir. I don't think we have a box on it with this right but now. This is
1: the painkiller, and it's also very good. That one is my, my number
0: one favorite. Still. Now, uh, people are always kind of like, uh, every conservative has a coffee brand these days. Uh, what's Yesterday up? Yesterday was Thomas Paine's birthday. Oh, give it up, Thomas Paine, happy birthday! But everybody's like, oh, every conservative has a coffee brand these days. Everybody, conservative has a coffee brand, dude. People are just finding out that my coffee is not like other people's coffee right people who have tried founding flavors coffee hit me back up and are like yo austin i'm sorry i made fun of you this stuff <laughs> is good it is good it's delicious it's not like other coffee it is a premium coffee that you can get exclusively at ap 4 libertyshopcom you can get washington's revolutionary roast you can get thomas's painkiller You can get uh, Jeffersonian Java, which I'm gonna send a box of that to my friend because he likes light roast with lots of (laughs) caffeine. So he's gonna give give that a try. And I'd like to invite you to visit ap4libertyshop.com. Very briefly, one thing that we're doing right now, Camellia, we're trying to get people who are interested in making some money, helping us to spread the ideas of Liberty to sign up to become influencers. We recently increased our commission and our payout schedule for those who want to become influencers and make money helping us to sell our products. Just by posting your favorite products online, using your promo code, you can make 15% on every sale that you make at apforlibertyshop.com. If you've got a small following of friends on social media, even if it's like a few hundred people or a few thousand people, sign up to become an influencer today You'll get a promo code, fifteen percent on every sale. If you sell a metal sign, that's like almost twenty bucks that mm-hmm. you get right there for you know doing something you might have done to help us out anyway for free. Fifteen percent uh, paid out to you, and a discount to the person who buys from you. Plus, you're entered into prize giveaways, uh, discounts, uh, lots of other good stuff. If you want to become an influencer today, go to ap4libertyshop.com. There's an influencers tab on the menu. Click on that register to become an influencer. Help us to grow the revolution. The more we sell products over there, the more we can fight for liberty over here, because we do use this money to do things like funding people like Kathy Jo Loy, who's running for office here in the state of Missouri. So
1: she and her husband, Clint,
0: love this coffee. They are big fans Mm -hmm. of the coffee. Yes. But they're also (laughs) big fans of liberty. For For those who don't know, Kathy Jo Loy and I, we became friends when I ran for Senate and she was what you might call like a traditional conservative who's now more liberty leaning. Yes. Because of my she interactions with her. A
1: classical liberal now.
0: A classical liberal. Yes. So what you do here reverberates and resonates throughout history. So visit APForLibertyShop.com, help to fund the next phase of the revolution. Every box of coffee that you buy helps me to spread liberty, not just here, but I also sent TJ Roberts in Kentucky some money as well. Awesome. And we do fight for liberty here in the Republican Party here in Missouri as well on the state level. So help us to fund the revolution. Visit AP dot com. Get yourself a box of founding flavors coffee. Once you see how delicious it is, you're going to be buying all of the boxes and having them delivered monthly to your door. You can do that as well. So thank you very much for AP for Liberty shop. Glocos 0422 says AP for Liberty coffee is better. Signed hey. a 50-year coffee drinker. Yeah.
1: Nice.
0: Everybody's marketing is always like, oh, it's the, best, it's the best. It's the best. It's the best. It's the best coffee. Get it at apforlibertyshop.com. And thank you to rumble.com for featuring us as the numbers are climbing. We appreciate everybody for tuning in. You can text the show and let us know what's on your mind at 573-319-1586. Again, the text lines are open at 573 319 1586. We've been talking this morning about Ben Shapiro becoming the number one rapper in the country. Give it up for Ben. I've always liked Ben. I know people give him a lot of crap, right? He has his moments, right? Yeah. I mean, I think Ben's a pretty pretty much stayed true. You know, like a lot of libertarians give him hell and, you know, obviously the left hates him, but he's pretty, you know, pretty solid conservative, you know?
1: Sure. And I think what he has accomplished, I mean, I don't think that anybody can is, say anything. Is about
0: there that. another conservative who could make a rap song, maybe Donald Trump and could make a rap song go to number one right. on the on the viral charts. Right. But Ben Shapiro does it.
1: I mean, they are with Daily Wire is trying to do what we've always said needs to be done. They're trying to address the culture part of things and produce content like movies and music and things like that, that are, you know, culturally relevant as yes. a way to sell the message, you know, of
0: conservatism. For sure. and it, Absolutely. Ben Shapiro is relevant and he takes these ideas. And honestly, the message of that rap song was a good message, a positive right. message, right? We're not going to, you know, you're, you're with us. Your daughter's not going to end up on a stripper pole. We're not going to turn your daughters into hoes. Right. Right. Which is hilarious. It's funny. And a good message. I don't care if I offend you. Right. I love it. Right. Facts. I've got feelings of facts. Then he like calls out Nicki Minaj and Nicki Minaj is tweeting back at him. It's anarchy here. Sarah for Liberty over in the Rumble stream says, hmm, I might have to apply for that influencer list over at AP for Liberty shop. Turn creator mode back on FB. Should she think she should? I think so. I think so, Sarah, why not? by Liberty and get paid. Great way to do it at AP for Liberty shop dot com. Uh, the next item on our list, and we're getting down to eight thirty-one, so thirty minutes left on the Wake Up America show. Oh, it's time to talk about Robert F. Kennedy Jr. running for president of the United States as a libertarian. <laughs> okay, so there's a lot to unpack here. Camilla, are we ready? So Robert F. Kennedy Jr., son of former Attorney General of the United States, Robert F. Ken- Robert Kennedy, but not Jr. Uh, Robert Kennedy uh, assassinated while running for president in a California hotel by Sirhan Sirhan in uh, 19—his son, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., now a pariah to the family. Uh, The other Kennedys don't want to associate with him. They think he's a conspiracy theorist and a kook and a whack job. He ran for president initially as a Democrat. Mm -hmm. He uh, dropped out of the Democratic Party running independent, faces the damn near insurmountable hurdle. Of getting on the ballot in 50 states if running as an independent when i was running for president as a libertarian in 2016 someone told me that the total value of the libertarian party's nomination is 1 billion dollars hmm. that was in 2016 inflation has gone so it's probably 1.3 to 1.5 billion dollars now so a billion and a half dollars is the value of becoming the nominee of the libertarian Party presidential ticket, right? Not just because you can grift like crazy and get donations and then pay off all your consultants, which certainly happens all the time, right? and if the RFK junior uh, uh, candidacy for the LP would prove to be a big money making grift for certain consultants, they're absolutely going to be on board, and they're going to go in and they're going to strong arm the convention in much the same way that you know Gary did, and they're going. to turn out a RFK Jr. ticket so he can be on the ballot. And he's going to start sounding much more libertarian in the coming Mm -hmm. days. If if you notice that he has toned down his anti-gun rhetoric, Mm -hmm. he's toned down his rhetoric of saying that most of the people that are going to be at the Libertarian Party convention, about 10 years ago, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. said they all needed to be in jail. (laughs) (laughs) Because of climate. Yes, because of climate heresies. Because what is Robert F. Kennedy Jr.? He's a climate attorney, right? His whole job has been suing corporations over emissions and uh, carbon emissions and and being a big wackadoo leftist Democrat, which was fine to be a Democrat doing those things. But now that he's running against Joe Biden, he's coming for the king. Well, if you're going to go for the king, you try and kill the king, you better not miss. He going to miss, but he might be able to secure the nomination. Camille, your thoughts on this predicament situation?
1: I think it's a good deal for him because mm-hmm. he gets the ballot access. And I think the Libertarian Party will absolutely sell themselves for a shot at relevancy. Mm,
0: yeah, no, they will, uh, I, which is sad because, we, you know, I, I like Josh Smith over there. He's a pretty principled libertarian in the same vein as, as I am. And, and I think that he would be a good candidate and, and represent the idea as well. Last time they had Joe Jorgensen, which uh she was perfectly nice, yes. perfectly nice lady, didn't inspire much fire in the belly. No. But a good person.
1: This is this is the problem with the LP most of the time, mm-hmm. isn't it? Is electability. Right. Right. You can have all the good ideas in the world, but if you, um, like, if you do nothing but post, you know, on Twitter <laughs> and... Like,
0: well, you could be like Javier know. Yeah. Well, yeah.
1: That's true. I mean, yeah. The, we're so... so you have to be able to make it work, though. Mm-hmm. He makes it work. Most of them cannot make that work.
0: Right. They don't have the credentials, right? They're just shit talkers. They're not actually going out there and like writing academic papers or being like Javier Malay and getting national news and becoming right. a celebrity and then leading a revolution to take over the government to leave everyone alone. That's not happening. So with the LP candidates right now, I mean, they've got like 12 people running. They usually do. There's like 12 to 15 people running, uh, and it's a whole list of names of people who are perfectly nice. Don't, you know, followers don't come after us perfectly nice, but don't have any na- national name recognition. And, you know, wag your fingers at me all at once. I didn't have that either. Right. When I ran for president. So, okay, call me a hypocrite, but that's the reality that that's a legitimate criticism, whether, you know, I like it or not, or I liked it or I like it now, but that is the reality. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is going to probably float to the nomination on that name recognition because sure. the LP needs his credentials and his name in order for them to be relevant, he needs them for the ballot access. I mean, it makes so much. It just makes too much sense. One of those, those kind of ironclad laws of politics that I have learned in my career is that if something makes political sense for two parties, no matter how ridiculous it may seem, right. it'll probably happen, which is why I also think it's quite possible that Donald Trump could choose Nikki Haley as his vice presidential pick. I, I think that's a completely, perfectly legitimate situation that could happen.
1: What about Tulsi Gabbard? Like,
0: no, I'm saying no, I know because there's really nothing in it for Trump, because here's why Tulsi, the idea of a VP pick, why you choose a vice presidential pick is to get voters that you couldn't get otherwise. And that's why I don't think it'll be Vivek Ramaswamy either. Mm -hmm. But Tulsi Gabbard has alienated the left. But I mean, we like her because she's alienated the left. Not because she's, like, libertarian or anything like that. Like, she's mildly anti-war, right? But in a way that a lot of people are anti-war. Anti-war on this situation and this thing now, and as long as it gets me television and it makes me popular until there's a war that I agree with and it comes along, right? But Tulsi, she doesn't like have a national fall. I mean, Kamala Harris, could, you could say, we're probably about on equal footing in that sense, or Vivek Ramaswamy, they're on that sense that, like, they don't really have the national name ID. They, they aren't necessarily super popular with the party, right? Vivek got an 8% in, in Iowa, so it, it wouldn't necessarily make sense. I mean, I, but with Joe Biden, they want to check the minority box. They wanted to have the, the – they wanted the diversity higher, and, and Republicans are starting to get that way too where they engage in tokenism. Now, that's why I think it might be – and he's not a token in my mind. He's a legit – he's legit, but Ben Carson is a very good, strong right. pick. I think Ben Carson is probably one of the more likely VP candidates.
1: Agreed. And he has, like, his personality is a balance to Trump's, yes. kind of like Pence was.
0: And he won't outshine him. Right. right. Versus Vivek Ramaswamy, where he probably, I think Trump would probably grouse. Remember when... um vivek was when trump gave vivek the opportunity to speak for a few minutes in new hampshire mm-hmm. and vivek is going on and on and you could kind of see on trump's yeah. face that he is just kind of you know he, when trump's annoyed he actually he does like this this um biting that's not biting where he he goes like this he goes uh, he kind of like he kind of juts his yeah. bottom lip up. Yes. yeah he kind of uh like yeah. he's ready to speak or he's ready to like attack. Uh-huh. You know, he's like, ah, 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 you know, shut up, Vivek, right? Shut up. But I think that he probably would be like, no, nah, I don't want this kid to be out there, you know, stealing my thunder. Ben Carson wouldn't do that. The problem with Ben Carson is that his reality doesn't match his his media personality, or I guess what we see is not necessarily what we get because he sounds like a moron. He sounds weird and he's not the best speaker, mm-hmm. but the man could implant a Neuralink chip in the brain. Right. The man could, could separate conjoined twins. Right. He's literally a freaking genius and would probably be a good conservative president if the worst should happen, which I think is going to happen if Donald yeah. Trump wins again. I don't think Donald Trump will serve out his full term. I think some psychotic, deranged, lunatic leftist is probably going to try and JFK him uh, just because that's how triggered the left is by him. It'll be more than just screaming. Do you remember that guy who shot at Rand Paul and shot Steve Scalise on the baseball field? Right. Right. Those loony lefties, they're out there. Right. And they're murderous. And they are. They're more than Rand
1: Paul's neighbor.
0: Rand Paul's neighbor, yeah, grabbing him, just like attacking him, beat the crap out of him, yeah, injured him pretty pretty poorly, Uh, pretty pretty well. I mean, I fear for Donald Trump's safety, I'm not going to lie. The only person I fear for for their safety more than Donald Trump is Javier Malay, though, am I right?
1: Hmm. I'm surprised that, um, I don't know, he is so well-loved, I think, that anybody that makes that attempt – Uh, If it's coordinated at all, they have to know that it uh, like at a certain point, it backfires.
0: So I've got a new piece coming out this week on um, on uh, the Human Events magazine, and it's all about um, how I learned to stop worrying and vote for Trump. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll give you guys a little sneak preview of it right now where I talk about the how I see Trump. And I've explained this before on my show in certain ways, like different arguments for different people. Uh, for conservatives who might be like John Burke or mm-hmm. others who might be like, uh, you know, they, they, he's got... If you've got Trump derangement syndrome stage four out of ten, John Burke has got it like eight out of ten. It's like at least, it's at least a 7.5, right? So you make different arguments for conservatives and why it would be a good idea to vote for Trump versus liberals. And you know what? Actually, I got... When I was in California, I got asked by a liberal... How on earth could anyone vote for Donald Trump? Because we may live in a bubble here. It may be true that we live in a bubble here in Missouri to an extent, right? We're surrounded by conservatives. We all sure. know what we believe. But the, the bubble is very tight and very dense in California. There, yeah. are, there, are, there are no, I mean, if there are people who are voting for Trump, then they're doing so like sotto voce, right? right. It's very, very under their breath. Um, but when somebody asked me, and this is, you know, I'm somebody who has not been a MAGA person in the past. Mm -hmm. Somebody asked me, how could someone vote for Trump? I'm thinking to myself, first of all, is the question being asked in earnest? Because rarely is that ever asked in earnest. It's always a rhetorical question, Right. right? It's never a legitimate question. It's always rhetorical. So when someone asks me who's going to vote for Donald Trump, how could anyone vote for Donald Trump? And I'm not like out there being like, I'm not a MAGA, you know, I don't have Trump, you know, I don't have MAGA knee pads, right? You know what I mean? I criticize the guy when I disagree with him. But I wanted to represent what people in this part of the world really think and feel and how they look at this situation, why they will vote for Trump, even if they may be like me and have some hesitation or have some policy disagreements. Uh, why will people like me or people that I'm representing here in this community, perhaps, why would they vote to that uh, vote for Donald Trump? How do I justify it? Right. Cause a lot of my colleagues, a lot of my former libertarian friends, are former friends that don't, won't talk to me anymore because of this, right? Because they see me as like, you know, they say a lot of people say, Austin, you're not like you were in 2016. It's true. It's absolutely true. Right. And I will vote for Donald Trump this fall, but this is how I started the explanation. I said, first of all, Uh, The pandemic, right, the rank authoritarianism, the medical tyranny, right, and the petty tyrannies of politicians and health officials, you know, whose edicts were either outright ignored rightfully or their narratives were debunked so quickly that it was a daily exercise in how the emperor wore no clothes. And Trump, in many ways, even though despite his heresies on the pandemic and his mistakes with Anthony Fauci and others, the right sees Donald Trump very much as the boy from the fable of The Emperor Wears No Clothes, mm-hmm. pointing out the lies and the hypocrisy of the left and of the elites in this country, right, and left, that no one had done. Dave Chappelle explained it the best. He called him an honest liar. <laughs> That's um, a good description. A man who plays the game, right, and lies like the best of him, but comes out of the, house, the, the big house and tells the rest of us, Marks, you're being lied to. They're lying to you. The game's rigged right? And so that's an honest liar, right? And so the system is gamed. Trump tells us it's game, tells us it's rigged. We know it's rigged. He's the only one that actually does it. This is his heresy and why the people who hated, who loved him 15 years ago now all despise him because he's, he's blowing up, you know, the tower, the, the ivory tower that these people live in. He, but then the next question that came from the liberal was, but Trump says horrible, mean things, right? He ridicules people. They don't want their, child to look up to the this president as an an example well first of all it's probably unwise to have your child look up to politicians anyway yes right but that is a weak argument for liberals because they love politicians right they think that politicians are supposed to be these
1: that's the way it is on the right too though right now right i mean
0: to some extent to some extent right there is a, a hero worship right for sure um but i think that's a weak argument to say uh you know, don't look up to politicians. They're not going to believe that. But when the when the left, someone from the left says ridiculing, oh, we don't want that name calling. I have to remind them of Saul Alinsky's rules for radicals. That one of their one of the left it is from the left's playbook. Donald Trump has taken a page out of the left's playbook. This might be a little bit of whataboutism, but I think it's legit in this case. That ridicule is the is legitimate strategy. It is the most powerful tool you have in the table in the playbook because it is ridiculous because there's no counter to it and this is the emperor wears no clothes right what was the fable the little boy points at the emperor who's naked and says he's naked everybody who's been saying this whole time oh what a beautiful gown what a gorgeous cape the king is wearing then all of a sudden everybody starts laughing mm-hmm. and what was what what is the most powerful weapon that we have against tyrants laughter laughter what is one of the first thing that as soon as the constitution was written what is one of the first things that John Adams did when he became president? What did he do? He passed the Alien and Sedition Acts, okay. which made it illegal to what? Make fun of the president. Yes. I, did you know this story? Wow. It yeah. was illegal. That's forever. It was illegal to criticize the president of the United States. And a man was convicted to j- convicted and sent to prison for it because he called Samuel Adams His rotundity, being a fat boy. I totally forgot about that. He called him fat. (laughs) And I forget what this guy's name is, but he actually, he went to jail, ran for office while he was in jail, speaking of like Trump, uh, ran for office while he was in jail and won. And I had. Oh, yes.
1: Okay. Yes.
0: I was actually, I was explaining to Stephanie the other day about why it is, I think somebody else was listening, but why it is that you can run for office. Yep. In this country, even though you're in jail, well, it's because we want to protect pr- po- potential political prisoners in this country. The Eugene Debs, the socialist of World War One, who was mm-hmm. protesting mm-hmm. against it was a, it was illegal to criticize the war. Right, he went to jail. He ran for president of the United States from jail. There's a precedent for this. You can win and actually serve your serve in office while you are in jail, being incarcerated. So this is a this is a true American history. Look it up.
1: So that makes me think of that guy who just got convicted for the the meme about Hillary and saying that he swayed the election or whatever. Mm-hmm. I oh, mean, yeah. You know what I'm
0: saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, so. They, it was like baked Alaska or something.
1: Right. So he I made mean,
0: a meme about Hillary Clinton and voting, and they sent him to what, sent him to 15 jail for election interference. Right. Election he,
1: interference. Like, so we cannot, and it's, and it's this idea, too, that anybody in a position of authority, you can't question or mock. They try to apply the same thing to law enforcement officers.
0: Right. Yeah. Ridicule is an important tool to keep tyrants in check against the assault of laughter. Nothing can withstand Mark Twain, right? Da- that, that's how dangerous ridicule is to tyrants. They know that it's dangerous. That's why they outlaw it. You can't make fun of Kim Il-Jong, right? You can't make fun of Vladimir Putin, right? You can't make fun of these, of these people because they know that, is the, that it takes away their legitimacy. I mean, if Saturday Night Live was still funny and did good political satire, People would watch it, but the left can't meme and the left can't ridicule. I don't know if you know who James Carville is. Mm -hmm. So he had this, I think it's defunct now, this political conference called Politicon in California. And so he's got this Instagram account. I I won't say necessarily go follow it, but you could go check it out. And it's just like him in his closet, like throwing bombs at Trump. And it's just, he's trying to be funny and it's awkward as hell. It's so weird. And it's like, what are you doing? It's like, he's throwing spitballs. They're not funny. The left can't meme. The left isn't funny. They can't beat Donald Trump at the game that they invented. He is now taking their playbook. He ridicules them. So I don't want to hear anything about, oh, Donald Trump says mean things. He says mean things about you that are funny. Saturday Night Live can't do that. I mean, when's the last time we laughed at Saturday Night Live, right?
1: Everybody was making fun of them this last week because they were mocking the word debanked like it wasn't really a word and like they didn't know what it meant. And we're like, are, this is like, are you stupid? This is a real thing that happens. Yeah, yeah, debanking.
0: Yeah, it is a real thing that happens. And then you were even laughing because I and I shared this with you and you were like very you were not wanting to find this funny, you know, with your Trump derangement syndrome. When Trump says we should just cancel the election, Jeez. he was kidding. He says some people can't take a joke anymore, right? And he's right. Isn't Donald Trump right, Camellia? Say he's right. Broken clock
1: occasionally. Shut <laughs> up.
0: Oh, Camellia. My new article this week coming out on Human Events, How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Vote for Trump. And there's lots more in this piece, but I'll, I'll finish with this Why would people vote for Donald Trump? Right? Why would anyone vote for Donald Trump? Now, this liberal did not agree with this. This one was more for me than it was for them. But if you're a man and you could choose, (laughs) Camelia, go with me on here. Pretend you have a son. Uh Okay. All right. Would you rather have your son grow up
3: to be Donald Trump? Or
0: pick at random the average male that you would find on the streets of San Francisco. Oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) Riddle me this. Riddle me this. You can either have your son grow up to be a real estate mogul turned president, right? Or... A random soy boy from San Fran, Kukistan. Okay. Camelia?
1: Do not like these false binary choices.
0: them!
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you going re- with San Francisco.
0: Oh, oh, there you go. Gun <clears> to <throat> her head. Gun to her head. She'd rather... See, that is... And that's the reality, right? And the liberals won't be able to accept that. But the truth is, is that any father and any mother worth her salt Who doesn't want her son to grow up to become a cuck knows that they would rather have their son be like Donald Trump, be a real estate mogul turned celebrity television star turned uh, turned president of the United States than the average soy boy beta male provider cuck that you'll find on the streets of San Francisco. Am I right or am I right? I'm right, aren't I? Come on, you don't like to have to admit. (laughs) that it's true
1: i only i only get to tell you that you're right ever so often we have to you know keep that
0: ego in check right for sure we uh we're very excited to see 860 people watching us live this morning good (laughs) morning everyone the wake up america show brought to you in part by people like you and thanks to rumble.com the wake up america show has been absolutely killing it with these features the wake up america show has just been growing like crazy but we got a shout out to all of our OG reps, people like Quest Fanning, people like Camelia Peterson joining us on set. Give it up. Give it up. Ur's <laughs> Mommy has been stepping in and supporting the show in a big way. Joni yes. Rankin, Barney Styles for sure. All of our regulars, Brindle Bear, Gwokos, Mighty Megatron, one of our new friends, East Coast Toasty Boy, r 24 So many of you have stepped in to help support the Wake Up America show, and you can do so today if you visit AP4LibertyShop.com. That's AP, the number four. I know many of you didn't see this, but do we have any Javier Malay fans out there in the house? I think you might like to see this. My custom-made Javier Malay Metal Gear-inspired Capitalist Games cover that I made for that. Check that out over at AP4LibertyShop.com. Exclusive. There's only one in the world Right now, and I produced it for myself. But if you don't want to have it uh, canvas on your wall like that, then you can get it on a T-shirt. Tons of other awesome uh, uh, items over at ap4libertyshop.com. Check them out today. Camelia, anything else? Have we hit all of the topics?
1: I, you know, and I don't think that we offended too many people today. Mm. We'll have to change that next time. Yes,
0: I yes. had, I had, I had one more story that I really wanted to get into, but we don't have time. I'll just give it to you as a quick little bonus. So Stephanie was uh, going to tip the guy who was the riding driving the shuttle for us on the way to the airport and she's like, "Should I give him this $2 bill?" and I'm like, "No, no, 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 $2 bill." So a lot of people are finding out that their $2 bills are like worth a lot more than yeah, $2. Yeah. So Be smart. Go check your $2 bill today and compare it by online comparisons that will show you how valuable your $2 bill is. It's got, it's like, it's the Thomas Jefferson bill. Yes. Yes. So if you're a Jeffersonian, uh, then you probably ought to check your uh, $2 bill and see if it's worth something. A lot of people are finding out these things could be worth hundreds of dollars. And you
1: can still get $2 bills. Go get $2 bills. Yes. And uh, somebody gave one to me here just a couple of months ago. Really? Yes. And so like your kids would think this is so cool. I remember when I was a kid, my aunts, you know, for birthday gifts or whatever would give me $2 bills. I thought that was the neatest thing ever. So they're still around. Go get
0: some. Yeah, Yeah. if you got a $2 bill burning a hole in your pocket, you may want to think twice before spending it. It could be worth thousands. Certain $2 bills can fetch $4,500 on the collectibles market, right? So just about all the really valuable ones were printed in the 1800s, but even bills printed within the last 30 years Mm. might be worth hundreds of dollars if you have the right one. So I know I've got one in that book at home. I need to go check. So I'm going to go do that. It's not, it's not a very good condition though. So probably won't fetch all that one. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. Make sure that you come back and join us tomorrow. You know, the show's Five days a week, Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time. Don't forget, click like and subscribe to the Rumble channel. That way we'll see you back here tomorrow on the Wake Up America show. Camellia, have a good one. Thanks for coming in. Have a great day, everyone. Give it up for Camellia. We'll see you guys tomorrow on the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com.